And I'm Genevieve. Welcome to Let's Adult, the podcast designed to ask the question, are we adulting yet? Join us every Tuesday where we will be discussing the trials and tribulations of adulting in the modern world. We will be sharing our personal stories of all those not-so-cute messes we've made along the way. You can find us streaming now on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. It's no surprise to anyone that 2020 has been a gigantic dumpster fire. Everyone I know has been affected negatively in one way or another. What I have had a difficult time focusing on are all of the positive things that have come from 2020. After some quiet time, Genevieve and I have come up with a list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But first, let's recap. Oh, dear. I'm going to go through these fast because this is a positive episode. Recap. Global pandemic. Kobe Bryant died. Mm -hmm. Eventual election year. Global race riots and protests. There's a difference. (laughs) Global fires, including my hometown, Santa Cruz. Collapse of the economy, job loss, homelessness, weight gain, and suicide rates have gone up Mm -hmm. exponentially. Now, these are just the top 10. There's so much. A thousand. (laughs) There's so much to add to this. Yes. But we're just going to stay, we're going to do the top 10. Um, and we're not even going to focus on those because we all know what those are mm-hmm. and we don't need to talk about them right now. It is the end of 2020. This episode comes out right before New Year's. Mm-hmm. And although we both are aware that it's not going to change when this, the clock strikes midnight, but I do have hope that 2021 will at least be better than 2020. Yeah. I please. I I mean it, the bar's not even set that high. So it doesn't have to do much. Really it just like even the smallest amount of betterness would be amazing. Yeah. It would be so good. I need I I I I can't muster up any more false hope. Yeah. I was telling my partner the other day, he's usually the negative one and I'm usually the positive one. And the other day he called me and said something like, how you doing? You know, we, the, the, the usual. And I said, today I am not good. I'm not good today. Today's the day where I don't see any hope for anyone, anywhere, anything. It's all shit. We might as well just push the button. Let's pack it in. <laughs> Let's just fucking do it. Like Yellowstone, go ahead and erupt because there's no saving us. And he, for the first time in our relationship, was the one that was like, it's going to be okay. There's hope. We're going to be fine. Oh my gosh. I was like, wow. I know. 2020 has turned the table. No kidding. I don't think and I would have also- ever expected that from Right. <laughs> right. And he also gave me permission to feel my feels, which I don't often mm. do for myself. I'm usually the person who's like, you're, you're so blessed. Be grateful. You know, rub some dirt in it. You're fine. Be happy. And last week, he's just said, it's okay to feel like there's nothing going right. And that was really great. That was, that was an important moment for me to just sit there and say, yeah, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm done trying to play this off as, I don't know, an okay situation. Because it's not. It's It's not. not. So, yeah. We decided that since we have spent 12 months 
in this shit show that we're going to spend the last 12 hours uh, thinking about all of the positive things that have happened this year. And maybe what, what did we learn or how, or how are we different people because of this, this year? That's right. And I, um, I don't know. I feel, I guess I feel different. <laughs> I'm a changed woman. I don't know. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't know what I'm feeling. That's the, and I think that's what yeah. this year has done to a lot of us. Um, of course, you know, we, we've had this discussion before. I'm, I'm in grad school, so I'm in a slightly different situation and my bubble is a, is a different type of stress bubble. Um, but that stress has, uh, fortunately afforded me the opportunity to kind of be shielded from the the rest of the dumpster fire that is the world. Like I have my own personal dumpster fire in front of me all the time in the form of my laptop and schoolwork. Like it's just my daily mm-hmm. occurrence. Um, but it helps me distract from the larger dumpster fire outside my window. You know, like I can, I can hone yes. in on one manageable dumpster fire and I can ignore the other larger the world is about to end dumpster fire. <laughs> right. And I think I think this is why a lot of us have taken up projects to distract. You know, like I built a chicken coop because it's a great distraction. And while we were building this gigantic chicken coop, my neighbor and I built it together. And during those six weeks, I was like happy as a clam. Like, this is so great. We're accomplishing something. And as soon as it was as it was done, I thought, oh, this is uncomfortable again. So then I take a road trip, and then it's done. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. So then I paint my entire house. I'm uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like it's like the minute I stop doing anything and just be still, I go crazy a little bit. Like my brain just starts to to melt a, a bit because yeah. I can't handle one more fucking thing. Yep. I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I was so excited about my last final exam um, that happened recently. Uh, and I was just, oh God, I just kept saying, I can't wait for school to be done. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. And then uh, now I'm taking exams on East Coast time. So here I was done at 10 a.m., probably even earlier here, our time. And by 10.05, I was like, okay, now what do I do? Like, what? <laughs> don't read the news yeah basically that's good advice very good advice yeah and the thing that's the there there's just nothing to get your mind off of this we can't go anywhere we can't do anything shopping's not fun anymore because nobody has jobs so nobody can pay for anything you can't go to a winery everything is closed you can't go out and eat you know i it's just like there you just have to the universe has created a scenario where we just have to sit in it and deal with the emotions and the chaos and the trauma. Yeah. And I've been working hard on doing that and dealing with all of these emotions, but I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm emotionally tapped out. Drained. <laughs> fucking tapped yeah. Out. And that's what I mean Drained. by, I just don't even know what I feel. Um, I, yes, we probably all are changed for better or a different version of ourselves or have it learned from whatever has happened. Uh, but I think we are not alone when we say we're just too exhausted to even recognize it. Um, yeah. And what I, what I didn't realize until I started researching for this episode is that 
there's a lot about this year that is super triggering for me to a point where I, I wasn't even aware, like I can't watch videos. There's a bunch of stuff coming out right now on Instagram and Facebook about like a 2020 and everything that's happened and the good, the bad and the ugly type of thing. And every time they show the protest videos or the proud boys, those fuckers, if you're a proud boy, just stop listening right now. Cause you are not welcome here. Um, but anyway, sorry, I digress. It, it, whenever I see this, this situation happening, I go into this devastation. I, it's like this nosedive into a dark hole and I start crying and I get, I just get pissed off and the, the, the protests anymore. I don't want to say PTSD because I feel like that's wrong, but it's, it definitely triggers my emotions in a way that I was not expecting. The same with listening to the presidential can't if if it pops up on any of my feeds i just scroll right past it because i can't even listen to the voices anymore the sound of these people's voices set me off so i just i have to just run away from all of this and that is why this recap on is going to be a happy one that's right we're gonna focus on the positives hell yeah i don't know what that has to do with adulting but we're gonna do it So here's our list. Uh, This is what we've learned from 2020. Number one, it doesn't matter how much time I have. My house will never be clean enough. (laughs) I love this one. (laughs) I used to think that if I had more time, my house would be picture Mm -hmm. perfect. I now realize that is wrong. That is a false falseness falsehood an illusion if you Mm -hmm. will my house is clean because i'm scared of the virus but it will never be picture perfect not gonna happen that is okay okay. absolutely okay now i know it (laughs) i know it to be true when i was in college my house was so cute it was so cute my little apartment i had a roommate that was never there and everything matched and it was no junk drawers and it was just perfect and then i had kids (laughs) and that's what does it and I'm going yeah. yeah. to leave it at that. <laughs> well, this is true for for anything, right? Like there were a ton of people who had high hopes of um, losing weight or doing a new language or any of those things. And the psychology of it, when you boil it down, is that if if you really had a desire to do those things, even outside of 2020 and a global pandemic, you would have made it happen because it was meaningful enough for you (laughs) to pursue it regardless Mm -hmm. of your time constraints. Now, here we are, no time constraints all the time in the world to do these mini projects we've always talked about in theory. And we realize, uh, maybe I didn't care about it as much as I thought I did kind of a thing. Now, there's also the other argument of uh, anxiety and depression being completely paralyzing. And this we know from experience, mm-hmm. all of us, I don't, yes. I, I mean, I know Sonia and I have had our own personal experiences, but I, I know that there's not a human in this world who has not had some personal experience with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, this especially year, this least. year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's okay to 
have been crippled by your own anxiety and depression and not do those things on your list. Mm -hmm. So I I don't want to say blanketed across everyone. It's not meaningful to you. It might be something that you really, really are passionate about and thought that you were going to get to this year. Um, But sometimes things just don't work out the way we want them to. And that's okay. That's a really, really good point. And I'm really glad you brought that up because it wasn't, that's not something Mm -hmm. I thought of. Um, What I think that 2020 has shown all of us is that we don't need to wait around for extra time or a pandemic to get stuff done that we, that's important to us. We can make time for that in our lives. I think that I've seen this a lot, like um, people talking about working 40 hours a week for 48 hours off is no longer acceptable to a lot of people. I don't know what that's going to look like when we go back to what our new normal is. But I also have been talking to a lot of people whose works, their, their job is not going to go back to an office. They're Mm going to stay at home. And I think that what this is going to, I hope that what this is going to allow for is more time to, what's the word I want to use? more time to do what we want to do. Like more, we want to, we want to work to live, not live to work type of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And that if we have that balance within our lives, that maybe we can accomplish things like learning how to salsa dance or whatever. That's the only thing that comes to my mind is what's coming to mind. Well, Mm -hmm. pottery. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, you're going to have Maybe this is going to allow us to make time for those things and be emotionally stable at the same time. Now we're talking. I like the words that are coming out of your mouth. Hashtag goal, right? Hashtag 2021. Yeah, I've also, I'm grateful for the time I've spent with my kids. Yada, yada. I don't want to live on that for a moment. (laughs) I just thought it would be nice to say. I spend time with my kids more than I ever have because there's nothing else to do. And it's been great. Yes. It's been great. Um, th- one of the things that I discovered was TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think it should be it legal. It should be illegal. I think they should. Mm-hmm. They and should I would it. like to argue. Um, I'll say sometimes, oh, I, I like went down a TikTok hole last night. And immediately mm-hmm. people that know me that I say this around say, you have TikTok? Because I'm like, the not, I don't tech savvy things. Uh, I needed help just putting my headphones on this morning. Like, it's just one of those things where (laughs) it's not something that comes naturally to me. Now, I have figured out Instagram uh, as much as I need to to get what I want out of Instagram. This is what this is where I'm going with this. TikTok has taken over Instagram. Now, if you go through your feed, they have one little bar of their own, this little row, you accidentally click on this one video because you think, oh, what's that? Then pretty soon one right after the other, they just keep going. And Mm -hmm. then I'm Mm -hmm. laying in bed at 1130 at night saying, okay, we got in bed at nine. It's time to go to sleep now. Yeah. And and you can't, can't. I I was up the other night until three o'clock in the morning on fucking TikTok and I don't even have TikTok. I I have Instagram. It's so unfair. Yeah. It's re- ridiculous it's ridiculous you know that um that disney movie with the robots and the the, all the fat people are in the spaceship well i don't know what it's called but anyway wally okay so tiktok is wally tiktok is we're we're 
what the, I mean, we just need the pods with yeah. the juice. I drink protein shakes every day. Like I'm three quarters of the way there. <laughs> I just need yeah, the pod the hover chair to get you everywhere. The hover chair. And I'm Wally. I mean, what the fuck? So anyway, dark hole. Sorry. Let's keep this positive. The reason I bring up TikTok is because I want to do every single craft project on TikTok, including the dances. I want to learn all the dances. I want to learn how to pop mm-hmm. and lock. I want to be like those, the kids that do those robot amazing. Like I yeah. want to do all of it. I want to be a TikTok star. Let's make that happen. Absolutely not. Uh, Come on. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I get on these things and I'm like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could learn how to do that. Oh, I yeah. want to do that. No, 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 no. It's a good thing I've locked up all of my money because me and Michael's would, it, it would, would be bad. <laughs> I'd have a new craft room, like kick my kid out. I need this space for a craft room. Get out of it. here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh God. Yeah. TikTok is, it can be uh, evil. Yes. Can be evil. Yes. Uh, my, my uh, neighbors and I are now mm-hmm. great friends which is a blessing from this. There's, I've learned that there's 11 houses on my cul-de-sac okay. and we are all friends now. I know everybody's name and we get together social distancing in our little mm-hmm. cul-de-sac. And we have, um, we had a little Thanksgiving moment and we all decided to decorate our houses with lights mm-hmm. this year, which several people have never done. And it just feels really good it feels like i'm coming home to a community and this never would have happened if if the pandemic didn't happen very true yeah Mm -hmm. i mean even when i was growing up it was in a great neighborhood and there were at least four neighbors on our street that we were close enough ish with but even my generation is part of a generation where the the streets are no longer communities like you just don't know your neighbor by name and they play loud music and let's just all mind our own business kind of a thing. Right. So I love that this is turning that around. Cause that's always what I've missed out of communities. Um, mm-hmm. And you see those great movies like doc Hollywood is one of my favorite examples oh. of like perfect little communities. Like why can't we all just have a 4th of July block party? I know that right. happen. I know they exist never in the neighborhoods I'm living in, but let's bring mm-hmm. it to every neighborhood. Let's bring it back. Yeah, we actually, we were going to do a 4th of July block party this year, but it was right in the middle of the shutdown. Yeah. And yeah. we all kind of looked around at each other and like, mm. as soon as we start drinking, this is going to get yeah, exactly. bad. So <laughs> we're not going to do Lies that. decision. But, but we, but the, it is on the calendar for 2021, Good. which is fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned this year that rice and beans go with everything. Mm-hmm. And depending on the bean and the spices you add to the beans, you could have a rice and bean dish from really any part of the, of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yes. Especially rice. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Every culture has their version of rice and what they do with it. Um, and it's all really good nutrients for you. Both of those things, especially the beans, depending on which legume you choose has a really great nutritional properties to it i would probably add in like lentils and split peas to that category because then you're really like you're on it right you've got iron and protein and a bunch of other really great great things for your body um yeah but yeah you are absolutely right uh beans and rice go 
with absolutely everything or just by themselves. They're a complete dish all on their own with the right spices. Absolutely. And when we were going into the uh, apocalyptic shutdown in March and everybody was fighting over toilet paper, I went out and purchased a lifetime supply of rice and beans and split peas Mm -hmm. and um, lentils. Mm -hmm. And now that I have 20 pound bags of all this shit, I have to eat it. (laughs) So I've been on, I have a whole Pinterest page with just rice and bean recipes because otherwise I will have wasted money and y'all know how much I hate wasting money. So I've gotten really creative with the rice and beans. How exciting. Yeah. My kids, my kids are ready to move out. They're like, if you serve us rice and beans one more time, (gasps) we're done. Okay. Maybe this is also another positive we've learned. This is how to help them leave and how to get them out. Oh my God. (laughs) You guys, I love, (laughs) I love being a mother. It is, it has been the greatest accomplishment of my life. And I have two of the best kids on the face of the planet. I am done. I feel so very ready. I need some, I need my own space. And it's not just me. All three of us are like this. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of weeks, Sophia has been really ill and had to have two surgeries. And Milo has been dealing with some, some health issues as well. So we've been in and out of Kaiser and because of this, we're not allowed to go anywhere. So we're really locked down mm-hmm. and my house is 1200 square feet. You guys, <laughs> We are literally three peas in a pod. Yep. <laughs> just like, oh my God, we need some space. Get out of my face. I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All of us. So. Yep. Well, this is, I, I feel like we've found found the magical key. Just keep feeding them beans and rice. And, beans and rice. eventually, we're getting through it. yeah, mm-hmm. eventually someone, someone will, will break and, and pull away. Nope. Get out. That's I cannot eat one more dish of beans and rice. Yeah, it'll be my son. He's the one with all the money. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. he's really good with money. Yeah. Um, Sophia's getting there, just just to be fair, but um she, she definitely likes to shop. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Right. And when you're stuck in bed for weeks on end, oh my gosh, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe learn a language. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right, so moving on. Um Chickens are smart and social birds and they love hugs. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, it, I didn't know that. It is really hard um, eating chicken after you've owned chickens. Yes. Uh, I will say yes to that. Yeah. Um, I still, you know, as long as it, it's a, a way that these animals are living a great life and, you know, nothing mm-hmm. wasted and respecting and, and being grateful and having gratitude for their life. I, I'm still a meat eater. I'm, I'm definitely um, not going to say that I became a vegetarian or a vegan, but I know when I owned my chickens, it became just, it's so apparent that they each have their own individual personality. Mm-hmm. Now, I would argue the smart thing. I think that they are <laughs> I think that they are intelligent when it comes to how to like get their food. Um mm-hmm. they're very food driven and if you present them with a paper clip, a fence post and a, you know whatever, they will figure out a way to eat on the other side of the lawn. Like it's just mm-hmm. um 
But let's not forget that they also frequently drown themselves in less than an inch of water uh, as infants. So <laughs> there. <laughs> I I have I have not witnessed this yet, oh. so I didn't I didn't have that on oh, my radar. God. But I I uh, my partner bought me a book for my birthday about chickens, and um, one of the best gifts I've ever received, by the way. And um, they in the book it was talking about how the chickens communicate, mm-hmm. and they have this whole like social uh, hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't a rooster, one of the chickens will take over as the rooster, and there's like if you have a flock, there's one chicken who will be the protector or alarm. Yeah. And I, after I read this book, I definitely noticed that in my own flock that there is, if, if something goes wrong, there's one chicken who's like, ladies. And so this is literally <laughs> where the phrase, the pecking order came from, um, yes. because that is a lot of how they kind of, um, express that social hierarchy. And there Mm -hmm. is a a serious problem when there are one or two chickens that are on the low end of that totem pole and that pecking order, and they literally get pecked to death. It's very sad, but um, I've never seen it get that far. I've only ever seen, you know, patches of feathers missing on the, on their backs or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, this is, they, they are intelligent in that respect of like, they have a system and it, it's a good system. Yeah. I had a chicken who decided that she wanted to be the boss mm-hmm. and peck yeah. some of my other chickens. And um, somebody who has chickens in my life was said to me, you have to get rid of her mm-hmm. because once they start pecking, they won't stop. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, let's see. I have this internet and nothing but time. So let's <laughs> check it out. And the reality is that if you become just I guess it's like with dogs. Oh, Millie. Get her. Our little shop dog. I don't know how long the silence will last, but I'll try and keep myself <laughs> muted. It's, it's okay. not actually it's not okay. Millie. It's one of her dogs. And then, and then everyone else oh, kind of okay. chimes in. Anyway. Right. She's, She's the alarm dog. Yeah. Well, yeah. The other one is the alarm dog. And then Millie's like, we're barking. And then everyone else is like, wait, barking? <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's go yeah, let's go so, check it okay out. yeah so so anyway i did some research and it turns out that you can be the alpha you can be the the highest bird and so i just went in there and trained the the bird who was pecking the other birds that she's not the the head of the household i am time she would go after another bird i'd go after her and i would peck her with my like just pinch her with my fingers and it only took a couple of days and the pecking stopped. And every time they see me, they're like, oh, Brilliant. there's mom. Yep. I didn't have to get rid of any of my yeah. birds. And that was that was really good because I do yeah. love them all. Yeah. Amelia is a little stupid, but she's afraid to fly, which is why I named her Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't get out of her roost. Her roost, but she has a hard time getting down. That is adorable. What is that? Like four feet yeah, that have- she has to go down and it's too scary. Oh, then. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I, I haven't clipped any of their wings. So they're, they have the ability to move up and down about eight feet. And she just, once she's up there, she's like, I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. Here for the day. <laughs> uh, I never thought it would be possible to get sick of watching TV. Never. You did not think this was really. That is a thing. Yeah. 
I never thought it was possible. I mean, I've done it before before pandemic. It's just, but it doesn't take a whole lot for me. I don't, I, I've never been very good at sitting in one spot for very long. Like even now we're on our second episode, right? And I'm, I don't, you can see me on the camera, like shifting closer, further. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like really fidgety. Sitting in one spot has just never been my my strength. That's not my superpower ha- for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. TV tends to always be on in my house, like in the background. Um, but I have no idea what I'm watching. I might as well be listening to the radio or something and probably should start doing that instead. But um, <laughs> I'm always tired of TV. I'm, I uh, did not have TV until I got back into school. So in this generation, for the most part, I mean, you can still get cable, but most of us watch TV based off of like Netflix and Hulu and all those other things, right? A lot of us, that's what we end up doing. You need the internet for that. And I am a stubborn uh, person when it comes to that. I refuse to pay for the internet because I wasn't in school and I didn't need it for anything Mm. else. So I had a DVD player and a TV and like 20 DVDs that I would just cycle through because God knows I wasn't watching it Mm -hmm. anyway. And here I am now paying for the internet now with Netflix. And I literally put on the office all the time. So why do I need TV for Like, I will just watch the same thing all the time. I hate choosing new shows. I hate when people are like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I could literally watch paint dry and be completely content. I don't care. (laughs) Put something on. It does not matter because I'm not going to be sitting in this spot long enough to watch the whole thing anyway. Just Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could fling boogers at each other and it would be just as maybe more entertaining. I don't care. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's now stuck in my head. That's amazing. Um, what are you going to do when The Office is off of Netflix in January? <laughs> By the way, y'all, a little alert. Netflix off The Office in January. And I don't think it was their choice. I think they've run out of whatever they paid for the licensing or what have you, but I, they threaten us all the time. This is not the first year they've done it. You don't think that this is like some kind of a, a marketing scheme, like a, Oh guys, watch out. It's going to be gone soon. You know, I don't know. I don't know, but they raised the price to $20 or $24 a month, which F you that's, yeah, that's immediately oh dropping God. off of my bill. Because if I was going to pay $24 a month for something, it would be Hulu or Amazon or something that has a bigger Yeah, I did not variety. know this. I literally chose Netflix because it yeah. is the cheaper platform. No, not anymore. It's going to change. And the last I heard Friends is coming off, they already got rid of... Um, oh, sorry. They got rid of Friends, but now The Office is coming off. And I think Parks and Rec is off as well. So everything that I love is gone. Yeah, and what so is the point, the point after that? We're do- I'm yeah. divorcing Netflix and finding a new. Yeah, because there's only husband. really one other series that I will watch the way that I watch The Office, and that's Seinfeld, and that's on Hulu. So I mean, no. if they drop Netflix or yeah. if Netflix drops The Office, then I guess there's really no point. I just binge watched uh, Golden Girls, and goddamn, those women were so ahead of their time. I had no idea. Like I, I remember 1985, and when this show came out i remember it being in the background of, of my life but i never paid attention to it and now as an adult g- looking back on 1985 four women talking about gay people and aids 
promiscuity and all of these hot topics that we're still marching for today. And they were talking about it in a TV show, like stressing, right? Like, which one is it? Um, I think Dorothy's brother wears dresses and there's this huge thing about he dies and they bury him in a dress. And this is like in 1989. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. It was, it's, I love it. I love it. Everybody go watch the golden girls. It's beautiful. It's on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) So the point to all this, of course, is that I'm sick Mm -hmm. of watching TV and I now have um, this new rule because I, we've all talked about my addictive personality and I definitely get into some toxic behavior and TV is, is one of those places where I can Mm -hmm. lose days watching TV. So the TV is not allowed to come on until five o'clock. Good rule. I like that. Yeah. And in the meantime, I occupy myself with podcasts and there's so many good ones out there. You guys, it's so amazing. I love podcasts. So there's always a podcast on, um, Oh, this one's one of my favorites. I never need to enter into a mall ever, ever again. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, do malls even exist anymore? I know I'm back in my hometown. Arden mm. is there still, but not like, but Nordstrom's not in it, right? There's a lot that's not in it. It's starting to look and, like Sunrise. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the end for Sunrise Mall, which is still there, but it's mm-hmm. again, like nobody goes, why would you go to Sunrise Mall, right? I have no idea why you would go to Sunrise Mall. I have no idea why you would go to a mall at this point. Any mall. The only good mall in our area is 45 minutes away from me. And I went there recently to purchase a Lego Mm -hmm. set for my son. Yes, he's 17. Yes, he still plays with Legos. And I couldn't find the specific set. And I called this store and they're like, yeah, we just got it in, but we only have two. So I hightailed it up to this mall. And the minute I drove in, I was just, if I never have to enter another fucking mall in my entire life, it'll be too soon. Like, I never want to be here ever, ever, ever again. I went into T-Mobile to pay my bill and they were like high pressure selling me on another line. I'm like, I don't have anyone else in my life. I don't need another line. This is the last day. I don't fucking care. Just (laughs) let me pay my bill. (laughs) I can't. There's too many people. There's too many noises. There's too many colors. There's too many everything. I don't. Don't ever yeah. want to go into it a mall. It is very much then. a stimulus overload. I've never really enjoyed malls anyway. Um, I'm assuming I know which mall you're talking about. And that thing is just a beast. Like, it's enormous. An enormous place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I'm surprised there's not a tram to get you oh from one gosh, side to the other. what a great idea. I mean, we're that's back to I mean. Yeah. again. Clearly, that's <laughs> the direction our society <laughs> is going. If we must go to a mall, then a trolley needs to take me from point A to point B. Yeah, I can't possibly walk this three acre (laughs) spread or whatever. I don't know how big it is, is, but it's fucking huge. I I never really enjoyed going to the mall except that it meant I got lunch. And if we went to that mall, the lunch options are definitely improved. I mean, the only place to eat where we used to work was at For good food. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, I I used to do like a Sunday treat day and I'd I'd go get um, a burger over, you know. It oh was yeah so oh, trashy yeah. and fantastic so it was like a sunday oh, treat that. that was like a daily treat which is why i weighed 260 pounds they're damn good over there that's it's hard it's hard to not <laughs> it's really hard. i yeah. love hamburgers 
my my I went on a trip with um with one of my friends to Portland and she's a foodie. She's like you. She mm-hmm. wants to try all the food and like research the restaurants and try new fancy things or whatever. And all I want is a hamburger. Just give me a hamburger yeah. and I'm fine. I don't care if it's from a street vendor or a five-star restaurant. Yeah. I want a hamburger. And she was so really? pissed at me. Like she yeah, she's like, I can't believe we're in Portland and we're eating wow. a fucking hamburger. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we made it, I made it up to her. We went to some fancy yeah. five-star restaurant and she got whatever. I got the hamburger of still course. at the five-star yeah. restaurant. She yeah. did whatever she did. I, I, yeah. I am fine. a combination of all those things. Like I, I would need the the burger. I would never food shame you for wanting a burger there, but I would also need to try whatever. I mean, Portland, are you kidding? Give me some foie gras wrapped in amazing. bacon, wrapped in, um, I no. lollipop candy, I whatever the the hell they come up with there. I want it. <laughs> they they're very creative there, and it's and because there's nothing else. Copious to do, amounts of drugs, which is always a really great creative source. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to them. Yeah, they have great beer and great food. I can't speak to the yeah. drugs, but um, definitely a place yeah. to go and eat and drink if yeah, if that's what you want to do. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, next on my list is I, I've always told people that I'm a no toucher. Like mm-hmm. I like my personal space. I have a personal bubble that is rarely popped. I'm not a hugger. I'm, I don't even really want to touch you, mm-hmm. especially if I don't know you. Uh, and people who aggressively hug are uh, the, pretty much a, the biggest red flag for me are people who like need to touch you. And what I've realized over the last 10 months is I need a hug. I need to be touched and it does not need to be sexually. It just needs, I need physical connection. It's crazy. It is crazy. I I also um, am not a huge, huge toucher. I'm perfectly content sitting, you know, four feet away from you on the couch. We don't need to, it's fine. I Mm -hmm. I can still love you just Mm -hmm. as much from here. Um, But yeah, there is something about, just a good a good hug. I mean, I have um yeah. old coworkers and managers even who are just I can't wait to hug you. Like you know, I came back into town. I really wanted to go back down to my old work um and see my my group of people at the at the department. And I was told, sorry, no, COVID's on the rise again. We're not allowing anyone to come in. We miss you so much. Um and mm. definitely we'll be hugging you next time you're back in town but not now right so right um right yeah it's it is kind of uh anticlimactic to come visit everyone and do like the covid elbow elbow bump for sure or to sit like when you came to my house and we sat together for what two hours and masked the whole time and it was just super there's just something so this this is the one thing well i mean there's a lot that needs to change but this is the one thing that really i think affects my emotions on a personal level the most is not being able to read people's faces mm-hmm. because they're covered and not be able to feel comfortable hugging or yeah. touching or or anything like that you know just that that's i'm i am looking forward to that and i actually told my partner i'm like we're getting a cabin i don't fucking care where it is but we are not leaving for two days like we're just (laughs) we're just spooning and hugging for two days because i am so yeah depleted of that i second that Mm -hmm. yeah um 
next on the list is I'm going to go with, we have 21 things, but we're not going to say all 21 things. Oh, this was another one of my favorites. The earth can heal. If we yes. let it, if we get, if we give it a chance, yeah. it's pretty quick. It's a pretty quick heal. Mm-hmm. All of the waters in, uh, what what was where was it Venice that cleared up and the dolphins came back and in India they saw the Himalayans for the first time in fifty years because the smog had depleted. Yeah, and it's amazing how quickly it can happen if it, that, it and chance. that is the caveat, isn't it? We just need to um, decide that we want to continue doing this even without a pandemic. Yeah, can we? I mean, I think it's going to help that so many corporations are going. Um, Mm-hmm. virtual or there's there's I should say they're yeah. staying virtual I think that'll help with some of the pollution but we also and I don't know if I'm in the soapbox this or not I'm gonna try not to but we also need to realize as a culture that most of our pollution comes from large industry and how are we as um the little guy going to hold mm-hmm. them accountable for that yeah which <laughs> I mean we we have seen beyond a shadow of a doubt this year that marching works and protests work and um uh oh what is it called when you decide not to do something you don't buy it because it kind of, boycotting mm-hmm. thank you boycotting works marching works all of that works and if the if what we're marching for is um big enough and we have enough people screaming about it change yeah. happens quickly and obviously that has happened as far as race concerns are uh, <laughs> i don't know why i'm losing my words right now um but it, it's a lot of stuff has happened this year because of marching and protesting and it works it's something that we should continue to do and holding corporations accountable for their um, environmental damage is something that's really, I think yeah, it needs, needs to be needs done. To Absolutely. And, the, and, and really more done. so now than ever um, again, not trying to get onto an entire soapbox, but uh, I was just having this discussion actually a couple of times with a couple of different people, because I know so many industry workers um, and that I mean like service industry, food industry who are again, kind of, displaced or on unemployment um, with the recent stay at home order. But, uh, you know, a lot of these smaller businesses just can't bounce back. They're not going to be able to. Um, And Mm -hmm. where one thing is lost, um, the, the price is lower. uh, And those bigger companies that were able to withstand all of these blows are just going to buy up these beautiful gems at, nothing cost, right? And they're going to turn it into whatever continuation of a monstrosity that they are and continue to monopolize mm-hmm. um, and kind of take over the world. It always makes me think of the movie Demolition Man. And this is exactly what I brought up in this conversation where Taco Bell is like the only mm-hmm. restaurant that's still left. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of right. the future that we are threatened with right now, particularly around the restaurant and the food industry, because mm-hmm. as these smaller family owned and privately owned uh, beautiful restaurants are going under and not surviving, the larger ones are going to see a financial opportunity, buy up all the land and 
take over. So we've got it. Marching has got to happen. Yeah. We've got to hold them accountable and say enough's enough. We draw, we draw the line in the sand here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's already starting in Washington. I mean, I, uh, Facebook is under some mm. pretty hot water right now. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, for monopolizing. And um, I don't know, I haven't been following it because like I said earlier, I don't have the mental space to follow it. But what I'm hoping is that it is the beginning to um, holding corporations accountable for multiple things, including their environmental yeah. damage damages or what they're doing to the environment and um, and what they're doing to small communities. And I think I can't speak for the entire country, but I know where we live. It is part of our culture to have small mom and pop mm -hmm. places. And although we do have corporations in our area where we thrive is the small restaurants and the small stores. And we don't have trendy chain stores in right. our downtown area. We don't, we don't have all of our malls are on the outskirts of town. Like I said, 45 minutes to get to the closest mall where we live. Um, and so in our area, we thrive on that. And I don't think that our town is going to allow corporations to come in and buy up these little places. Uh, I hope not. I hope yeah. we don't allow that to happen because that mm -hmm. is the gem that's why we live here. Um, but I can see that happening in other places for sure. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we stand strong and we make sure that our, our towns look and feel the way we want them yeah. to look and feel. We have a lot of power in our voice. And I guess that's where this is going is that we've learned this year that our voice is loud, especially in a group. And we can, we can uh, change things for sure. Star Wars was right. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the oh light side always We have a couple of friends that are going to be very happy to hear you say that. I had to include it, yep. Annie. I yep, had yep. to. Gosh. I have another friend who listens to this podcast who, um, a little shout out to Ozzy and her family. And they are so Star Wars crazed that they went down to Disneyland for their 10 year wedding anniversary. And her husband like had arranged this, um, like this magic Disney moment where he bought her princess Leia's necklace or something. And it was like an exact replica oh from the movie. And it had this authenticity, whatever. And she was telling me all about this, this like, she dressed like princess Leia while she was there because it was the one time that they could do that or something. It was like this special occasion. It was just, I, it was great. I am not that into, I like star Wars, but I'm not like that into it, but she just thought it was the best yeah. thing that ever happened. <laughs> so anyway, I digress. I'm more of a Lord of the Rings girl myself. And of course, you know, this whole year has been like the epic journey mm. of Frodo and Sam. <laughs> Okay, yeah, should we move on? We'll, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna end this list with love wins. Like we were just saying, love wins. And um we see that all the time. If you're paying attention and you're following the I don't want to say the right people, but if you're following people on social media that is promoting the good stuff that's happening, there's always some amazing story about a soldier coming home from war or 
a doctor coming home from, you know, months in the COVID unit and hugging his family for the Mm -hmm. first time or whatever the situation is that makes you feel like everything's going to be okay because Mm -hmm. love always wins. And you can't be a dick for so long and fuck over so many people and get away with it. You can't do it. You just can't do it. And it's changing rapidly. Thank God. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We can't stop marching. We can't stop protesting. We can't stop holding people accountable until it's right. Until, until people are equal, until our environment is saved, until we are no longer, we no longer feel like we're being fucked over by our government Mm -hmm. or the people in charge. Love wins. (laughs) Oh, God, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Um, for me, it's, it's, it's restaurants. I think, um, Mm -hmm. it's just, that, that is my, um, that's my normal. And we talked about, you know, not a whole bunch of touching and, Mm -hmm. and I am looking forward to that. I am surprised that I needed it more than I thought that I did. Um, but my Mm -hmm. version of introvert is going to restaurants by myself. Um, it's one of my favorite things and it's normally how I would study and how I would navigate my, um, work and school obligations. And that has not been the thing for me. And that's what I miss the most. I think I'm really looking forward to just being able to go inside and sit down with some fellow amazing industry people who are passionate about food and conversation Mm -hmm. and making connections. And yeah, I just want that again. I love that. That's not my story, but I, I want it to be now that I, it's not available to me. (laughs) You know, I've never really, I mean, I love to eat. We've all talked about that, but I've never really been the type of person who goes into a restaurant and, has like a seven course dinner with a bunch of people. Mm. It sounds amazing. I've just always been the type of person who shoves as much food in my mouth as possible as quickly as possible. And then moves on with life. So that sounds really beautiful. I I hope that happens for us this year. I'm really looking forward to traveling again. Oh my gosh. Yes. I need to get on a plane and not be afraid. I wonder what the traveling is going to look like when we're allowed to do it again. I imagine everyone is feeling that way. I know my mother's traveling plans, her vacation plans were ruined. So I think once the the red tape mm-hmm. is lifted, so to say, it's is anyone even going to be at work? Everyone's going to be on vacation for like an entire <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already told my clients like as soon as we're allowed to travel, yeah. I'm tapping out yeah, for like sorry. four weeks. I got to go. I, I got to go yep. fill this back up so I can have something to give to you because I am mm-hmm. so depleted. I'm so fucking depleted. And thank God we live in a beautiful place. I can't imagine if we lived in like, well, I'm not going to say because I don't want to make anyone upset. But there's some there's some doozies mm-hmm. here in California in the central coast area where there's literally nothing but like oil yeah. refineries. And I can't imagine living through this with, in that Definitely. scenario. So. God bless you guys. I hope you guys are all doing okay yeah. out there in Taft. Oh, oh I said it. Bakersfield. Oh, oh God, I did it again. 
You guys will be on your oh, vacations Lord. first. Okay. I think there should be like a, a, a travel hierarchy yeah. of, um, you know what? You really, sure. <laughs> you, my good sir, are ready for a yeah. break. Where can we ship you? <laughs> yes. Everyone in the Central Coast uh, or the Central Valley, you yeah. go first. We'll be right behind. And then the rest yeah. of us will okay. follow. Uh-huh. That's a good plan. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, we're going to end this uh, beautiful episode um, because we're at our hour mark and I have promised myself and others that we're not going to go over the hour mark. So we're going to end this with a happy, happy new year. New year. It's been, yes. It's been a doozy and good job to all of you for adulting the hell out of this. And if that meant that you just got out of bed, good for you. And even though those of you who didn't get out of bed, good for you. Good for you for knowing that you needed a break and you stayed in bed. If you, if you ate an extra cookie, good for you. If you lost weight, good for you. If you did anything this year that wasn't, I don't know, killing someone, I don't even know. You're here because you survived the worst year Mm -hmm. in modern history. And for that, good for you. Absolutely. And and I I don't want to jinx it by saying it can only get better. <laughs> because I've said that yeah. so much this year, but I I just have a feeling. I have a feeling it's, that 2021 it's just, is just it's got to be, be right? Like this is this is like breaking up with that really 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 bad partner where the bar is set so low mm-hmm. after that. Uh, anything with two legs and a heartbeat, <laughs> heartbeat. A, a, their own car and a license and a job is like, yep, uh-huh. you, you there. It's gotta, it's gotta be better. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's, even if it's just that I can go back right. to work, I would love to be able to work and do yeah. my job. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, oh, this would be a perfect time for you to go finish your degree. I'm like, yeah, it would. But I'm at the point now in my life where it would be for something like pottery yeah. or, you know, it's, it's not because I want a career because I already have that. And I realized at that moment that I am, I work at a job. I, I yeah. work at my dream job, dream. I work at my dream yeah. job. And so what do you need a degree for? I mean, it just to say just it, to yeah. say I did it yeah. just to say, mm-hmm. cause I'm like a semester away, just fucking yeah. do it already. The important thing but is to do anyway, you, the point is, right? Is like do what do what works mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Yes. So have a safe and happy New Year's. Enjoy whatever it is that you guys yep. are all doing out there. And thank you so much for a great 2020. We appreciate all of you listening to us and your comments and your follows and everything that you guys are doing right now just warms our heart. Oh. We have surpassed the thousand mark download. Yes, we are at 1100 downloads right now, which is unreal. So amazing. Thank you, everyone. That is, it's really exciting stuff. It's all kind of um, came from a, I don't know, not a whim, um, but just a a passing conversation of, hey, would you kind of maybe sort of, and here we are today. Yeah. Thank God. Thank you, Genevieve, for showing up and for Thank being a part for of this the awesome idea. This is all. This has been a really great thing to to keep us both sane during 2020, and very grateful. 
Thanks so much for joining us. Look for this and other episodes on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Visit letsadultpod.com now for more information on episodes, how to support us, and where to follow us. And don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, comment, and share so we can continue to ask the question, are we adulting adulting yet? yet?